You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Because if you take a look at basically at what they're trading in relation to the price to gold of gold and what I expect happen in the in the future once the gold price finally has a floor at two thousand dollars an ounce as opposed to a 12-year ceiling you know all it's going to take is just for a handful of these things to take off and we're going to do really well welcome back to mining stock education i'm your host bill power speaking today with my friend david Erfley from junior miner junkie with david welcome back on to the show You've been down with a little uh, health issue in the last few weeks. Uh, could we start with you giving an update of what was what was going on with your health issue? You missed a couple of writings on Friday. Yeah, um, in the middle of July, um, I had a really uh, bad pain in my side over the weekend, and I thought it was appendicitis. And I went to the emergency room, and sure enough, it was. And uh, but uh, while I was waiting for a laparoscopic uh, appendectomy, my appendix burst. So. Um, it was a lot, it turned out to be a lot worse than I expected. So I was in the hospital for about a week, but, uh, I'm on the, I'm on the right road to recovery now, uh, back up to my traditional walk, hiking two to three miles a day. And I'm, I'm getting, getting stronger every day. So, um, doing a lot better. Thank, thanks for asking. Definitely Dave. Well, we appreciate your commentary and I'm glad you're feeling better. Inflation is the, the word of this week, isn't it? Are they going to raise rates? Are they going to stay where they're at? I've, I've heard different Fed people talking, and it seems like there's some conflicts even within the Fed, huh? Yeah, well, we're about to find out. You know, uh, we're going to get the inflation statistics. We're going to get the CPI on Thursday, and then we're going to get the PPI on Friday. But, uh, you know, while I was dealing with, the, with these uh, health issues, we had some, some interesting things happening in the market. Um uh, but uh, as far as uh, the gold price is concerned, it's really held up well. The last Friday in July, we had the August futures contract roll over into the December futures contract, and uh, and uh, yet a lot of investors buying December futures. So that automatically uh, put a uh, a two percent premium in the futures price over the spot price. So by by the following Monday, July 31st, when we had a monthly close in gold futures, gold futures actually closed above $2,000 for the first time in history. It closed at, I think it was $2,009. Then as, as, as the calendar turned to August, the very next day, you know, we had really strong jobs numbers come out. We had a strong dollar as a result of that, higher treasury yields, and the gold price got knocked back down. And what was starting to look very bullish as far as a monthly close is concerned now uh, we've all of a sudden we've got the silver price and the miners showing relative weakness to the gold price as the calendar turned to august you know in july we had everything kind of going for us uh where we where we had the silver price and the miners which generally uh trade together were leading the gold price higher that's not the case now. In, in August, we had really strong ADP numbers and jolts numbers, but then the NFP came out, the non-farm payrolls report came out, and it disappointed a little bit. It kind of stabilized the gold price last Friday, and then also, you know, we had that uh, Fitch credit rating downgrade, which kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, gold really didn't react that much to it, but we had the miners and silver selling off. And even with the stock market too, we get the stock market rolling over a little bit here because people are starting to worry about the banking uh, crisis again and the Fitch downgrade. And what what did we have happening uh, this week after the Fitch downgrade? Was we had Moody's 
come in and uh, downgrade some some regional banks' credit rating. So, you know, we had uh, credit ratings of, of several uh, small and mid-sized U.S. banks on Monday get downgraded, and they and they also mentioned that they're probably going to um, downgrade the nation's biggest one when the, uh, the politicians couldn't really decide on a debt ceiling. They just eliminated it altogether. Now we have no debt ceiling, and now we've got uh, you know all this all this debt. We've got now thirty one point six million national debt now with no debts. We got uh, the Federal Reserve who continues to raise rates. Now the, the, we've got uh, a Fed funds rate at five point five percent now, and that's the highest level we've seen in over 22 years. You know, if the Fed continues to hike, it increases the odds of uh, debt crisis becoming the next big black squad of it. And that's what Fitch sees, obviously. That's what Moody sees, obviously. So there, and then Moody, Moody's also mentioned that, hey, there's going to be a recession. So, you know, we got to downgrade these these banks now and put out this warning because if the Fed, can, if these central banks continue to raise interest rates, I mean, combined uh, uh, globally, these global central banks have, have raised, you know, almost 4,000 basis points the last 17 months as this this higher than expected inflation continues. As far as I'm concerned, I refuse to believe that the, that the world's major central banks continue to raise rates at the fastest pace in over 40 years without breaking something. And now Fitch and Moody's has come out and basically agreed with me. So the gold price is still reacting to what the Fed might do in September in possibly raising interest rates again. But like I said, if they do, you know, it's it's just going to create more cracks in the system. So how are you positioned or how does this analysis affect your current holdings in the junior miners? It's been uh, be right and sit tight for quite some time. Is that still the message, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) It's just incredible. You know, I mean, I've been in this sector, as you know, for 20 years. Back in 2003, when I discovered the sector, you know, I I discovered a little late. I was a little late to the party because the gold price had double bottom, you know, at at, at two fifty in two thousand one. And by the way, at that at, at that time, you know, the, the national debt was only was was only six trillion. And now we've got uh, basically interest rate payments that are almost a trillion alone. I mean, seventy percent of the national debt is basically uh, interest payments on the debt. But I digress here. As far as the, the the juniors are concerned, you know, I mean, back in 2003 when I discovered the sector, we already had this huge move, and they, it was consolidating that huge move. And at that time, $500 was the price that everybody was watching. Boy, if we could just get over $500 an ounce, the gold the gold price and the and the the, uh, the mining sector is really going to take off. As you know, you know, I did something crazy. I, I sold my house that I was you know restoring myself. I did all this work and. And, and, you know, made all this money and put all of my kids in juniors and got really fortunate. And when I did it, because I did it in the middle of 2005, and uh, it was just a few months after that I put all this money into juniors that the gold price finally cleared $500 an ounce. When it had that monthly close of $500 an ounce, it really didn't look back until it hit $1,000 an ounce uh, by uh, late 2007. You know, and I was feeling really you know, really cocky. And I made all this money and tripled my portfolio of juniors. You know, if I, if I knew, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have probably would have went up five or six times. But anyway, I mean, the, but, but the one thing that I have always held true to is basically, um, risk management in meaning that anytime I, I make a make one, even $1 on a junior, I 
take my realized capital gains out of the portfolio. In other words, I never reinvest profits into juniors because I know it's cyclical. I know it can go down just as fast as it can go up. Profits are, are very hard earned and they're not only hard earned, but they're hard to keep in this sector. So I always take them out. I started with a really high number when I sold my house of $475,000 to invest in juniors, which is, you know, at, at the time was, was a lot of money for me. It was most of my savings. So all that money that I made, I'd taken out. And then 2008 rolls around, you know, and, and the same thing happened. You know, um, I started accumulating juniors early this time, probably too early. And ever since then, I have started a bit too but I'd rather start early because, you know, I mean, I know that uh, I've learned that you don't chase gold stocks in this environment, especially juniors in this, in this sector. I mean, it's cyclical and you, you, you have to buy weakness and you have to sell strength, not the other way around. So, you know, buying low and buying low, and buying low is the way to make money. Um, you know, you don't buy low to sell low. So I've, I've been accumulating again for the past year or so. And my subscribers have been accumulating along with me and we're holding and, you know, we're down, we're down on, on a, a lot of these things. But, um, as far as selling, it doesn't make any sense to sell because, you know, a lot of these companies, you know, I've got very strong relationships, with a lot of these management teams, a lot of these companies that I've been invested in in the past, you know, where they're de-risking the same projects or they maybe moved on to other project they're de-risking after making me a lot of money in a previous company so you know i have a lot of faith in, in these management teams i have a lot of faith in their projects um you know and, and there's you know they've got these multi-million ounce uh projects now that you know that they've that, that they've de-risked to the feasibility stage or the finance stage or or some of them are even at shovel ready stage yet the stock is trading at a fraction of the cost it was trading at when they were just maybe at the at the pre-feasibility stage or at the PEA, PEA stage on the same project, and the gold price was even lower than it is now. So I know that we just, all we have to do is have a lot of patience, don't trade on margin, and you don't get caught up with, 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 with these big down days. Because if you take a look at basically at what they're trading in relation to the price to gold of gold and what I expect happen in the in the future once the gold price finally has a floor at two thousand as a dollars an ounce as opposed to a 12-year ceiling you know all it's going to take is just for a handful of these things to take off and we're going to do really well dave you hold some definitive feasibility stage uh projects or companies within your portfolio if uh, one of those makes a positive construction decision which can take 12 to 18 months you'll hold them through that 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 build out, even though there's so been so many mine failures in the last couple of years, oh, you know, absolutely, you know, it, you know, yeah, but you have to keep on top of what they're doing um, while you're doing it, you know, um, you know, like I said, it goes back to track record with these with these with these uh, management teams, you know, like I said, a lot of them have made me money in the past, so it gives me more confidence. I'm holding them, but yes, I mean, you know, I understand. Everybody understands that, um, you know. The gold price has been bumping up against two thousand dollars here past three years, but while it's been doing that, all these juniors have have had to dilute their their stock to raise money to de-risk projects while having no cash flow, while everything that to get the gold out of the ground, to explore for it, to build the mine, everything has gone up. 
you know, 30, 40% to basically, you know, service the project. So we all understand what's happening. And um, it's just have to continue to be patient. I mean, you know, these bottoms that happen in these, in these mining cycles, I, you've heard me say it before, every seven years, gold stocks bottom. And it, gold stocks bottomed, you know, 11 months ago in September of last year. GDX and GDXJ bottom. They're trading at 35, 40% higher than they Yet the juniors, a lot of them are, have gone lower than where they bottomed back. That's the great thing about what's happening right now. You know, you could take the time to do the proper research, be in the right companies. You know, if, if you're holding the wrong company by the time this sector finally bottoms, because you've got all this time to do this research you know, or, you know, or even invest in a newsletter like mine. That, that, that'll help you do the proper research on this make sure you're all because what's happening now is there's you know these quality companies the quality companies have access to capital but the companies that are you know trying to de-risk marginal projects or you know lifestyle companies those, those are you know the lights being shined on those companies right now um that you know they can't raise capital they have to offer a full war with bad terms to raise the capital they can only raise a certain amount of capital. They don't. They, they can't raise a proper amount of capital, you know, to do the proper amount of work on the project that they have. That's that tells you a lot about what the market thinks about their projects. There's all these companies that are that that are that are really cheap right now. That are the right ones to hold. It, they've done the right things. They've they've the management teams have done all the right things. They've raised the money at the right prices. You know, they've they've made sure that. That uh, they minimize dilution because they're also holding a large position in the stock. Well, they put their money into the into the finance. You know, each financing, you know, they participate as well. You know, that's that that, that tells me a lot about you know the project management team doing. So you know, you've you've got all these signs that, that you can pay attention to. Make sure that you're holding the right companies right. Now. Dave, uh, Snowline Gold is putting out some eye-popping numbers, amazing gold grades for hundreds of meters from surface. Last time I checked, they were about an $800 million Canadian market cap. Now, we've seen this with Newfound Gold, where they get to be a multi-billion dollar market cap. You made a ton of money off of Novo Resources and the expectation and the promotion surrounding that. So my question to you is this, at what point is too big enough to where it reaches, you know, you started at a $20 million market cap and now it's at a $400 million market cap. My wife asked me questions like this, Bill, is that enough? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, luckily for, for us, as far as Novo was concerned, you know, we held on for, for quite a while and we got out near the top. You know, we, we, we got lucky. It's difficult because, you know, the greed factor sets in, right? But it's difficult, you know, there's and not And then much they tell you, what about Great Bear, the, Bill? The, but what a grow about great bear if you sold at 800 million it, it went to 2 billion <laughs> i know it's and the funny thing is is they sold that without a resource they never did a resource so you know kid ross ended up doing the resource a few months later they found out they paid a lot more per ounce in the ground than they expected <laughs> but uh yeah i mean you know it, it's funny the, there's that greed factor but you know uh there's so many people right now that are desperate for a win that um you know if they get three four times their money it doesn't matter, you know, what the future of the stock looks like. They're going to take it. Um, but, you know, it, it all depends on, you know, how much money you have in the stock, you know, how much volatility you can stomach. 
I mean, you know, there's there's only there had there's not that many of these drill plays that are having these kinds of successes. I mean, you can count them off one hand. Um, you know, and, and the Yukon is famous for having these huge wins and these huge misses because you know it's it's a seasonality factor. You can only drill five months out of the year. You know, the government's really slow in getting things done. So um, I've had a couple of uh, major wins in the Yukon, but I've had more. I've had more misses in the Yukon, but I've had wins. Um, but, you know, I always know to cut my losses early. But the, the biggest win I had there was Cabinet several years ago. You know, I, I had a big I had a big win early with, with Alexco, but I, had, I ended up, getting into getting into it later and basically not making very much money or even losing a little money on it when when they had some a run of bad luck with COVID hit that they ended up going under and basically having ECLA take it out. So, you know, there's big wins and big misses in some of these jurisdictions. And uh we have the same thing in, in Red Lake, right? When you have these big wins like Great Bear and, you know, basically uh, a mine that's that it started um, Gold Corp being one of the one of the largest majors, major mining companies in the world was started by its in its mine in Red Lake. You've always had a you've also had a couple of big misses with Rubicon and with recently here with Pure Gold's Matson. So you, you, I mean, you still got to do your due diligence. You can't just pick a pick a jurisdiction and say, "Wow, look at this stock; it's doing really well in this jurisdiction." Look at this project. It's right next door. It's nearby. I think I'm going to get into this because there's probably a good chance that it, it can really do because it's in the same area. You, you got to do a lot more due diligence. Dave, if one of your growth-oriented producers or one of your developers is taken over before the end of the year and the gold price doesn't take off, would that be a disappointment to you? You did the due diligence and you get a piddly return. <laughs> you know, if you'd have asked me that question, uh, last year, I'd have said yes, but this year I'm, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna be really happy if something gets taken out here two or three times what I paid for it. Because but I don't think they'll pay up that much to you. I don't uh, think they'll pay. Well, it all depends on what it is. I've got a company that that I'm invested in that I've been invested in in a while. I think there's a really good chance that it's going to take it over pretty soon, and I think that it, it has a chance of of, of returning at least three times of what uh, my original cost is and my subscriber's original cost is, I think that's a possibility. But if it's even less than that, I'd probably still be happy <laughs> at this point because, you know, it, it's nice to have a win right now. I've got positions in 21 companies that I feel have huge upside potential in the next two to three years. And if one of them gets taken out too early and I only make two or three times my money on it, I'm not going to. Well, Dave, thanks for coming back on the show and sharing your insights. I think you would agree with me that one's personal health health is even more important than our financial wealth. So absolutely, I'm glad, I'm glad you have financial wealth, Dave, but more importantly, I'm glad you have your personal health. So we wish you the best on your recovery. Thank you very much, Bill. It's always great talking to you. And it's always great hearing from the people who listen to, to these podcasts. Always get uh, really great questions from people. And uh, you have a really knowledgeable audience. And it's always a pleasure to speak with you.
Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.